It's time to eat. What are you hungry for? Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Joe Dolan. Feed me now. I'm starving. On the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby. It is the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast presented by DraftKings. We love DraftKings. We love DraftKings best ball because we're going to get a chance to go head-to-head with 10 of you starting in two weeks. So we got three more winners we're going to announce right now, three more contestants next week, and then we play. I should note, by the way, if you try to enter, and you can do that by taking advantage of any of our sponsors or becoming a patron or whatever, and then emailing me, ross at rosstucker.com, if you don't get in this best ball, the July best ball, we'll do another one in August. And then early September, we will do our season-long league. So you have other opportunities, but there's still three more spots that we're going to give out next week. So get your sponsor confirmations in no matter what it is. Could be today, could be LinkedIn, could be DraftKings, could be Crocs. That's a hint for next week. We shall see. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years. Awesome Ross Tucker podcast today, by the way, with Andrew Brandt talking about the business Hall of Famers. I still haven't decided whether or not I would be on that list or not, or would like to be on that list. I mean, obviously, I would like the money, but it's kind of a backhanded compliment. Like a list of like guys that didn't really deserve as much money as they got. I don't know. Anyway, check that out. Check me out on social at Ross Tucker NFL and all the shows at Ross Tucker Pod. We, of course, now can be watched, not just audio, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. And when I say we, I mean me and Joe Dolan, the master of all he oversees at fantasypoints.com. Just make sure when you sign up for this year, and a lot of you are doing it, I've been getting a lot of emails from fantasypoints.com being forwarded to me. Use the code 21FEAST. So they know we sent you. Hello, Joe. Hi, Ross. What's going on? It's uh, it's July here. Uh, the we are in the death throes of summer. Uh, I mean, at least for us. I know summer began just like three weeks ago. But like, um, I have been Ross. I haven't been completely unable to catch my breath here. Um, just the last few weeks. I mean, j- we've been doing a franchise focus series up at the website and. Uh, I, I mean, we're just previewing every player there is to preview, every team there is to, to preview. It, it's been a lot of work, been doing a ton of podcasts, obviously, here and then and then elsewhere. It is, I mean, the offseason is over. No more offseason for Dolan. Dolan is busy. Um, it, it's draft season. Now, Ross, we're, we're still in that like couple of week period before people start to remember that fantasy football exists. At, at least the casuals, the uh, the uh, the water cooler type of people. Uh, we are still a couple weeks away from that. But um, I, I would start to think that our listenership is going to go up here in the next couple weeks. That would be uh, – Ross, that's not a guess. That's a fact. I mean, it's that's a, just a fact. It's a promise. Like, yeah, it's a, it's like, a promise. Guarantee, yeah. We are two weeks away from, I think, 28 of the 32 teams having their first practice exactly two weeks from today. So get excited. Now, don't just get excited for that. Get excited for today's guest. I mean, we brought in the big guns for two weeks before NFL training camps open. Jason Moore, who you all 
can and should follow on social at Jason FFL, one of the top 10 most accurate fantasy analysts, three years running, and of course, co-host of the award-winning Fantasy Footballers podcast. You can check those guys out. They obviously do an amazing job. Even just look at his background. I mean, we got Joe with a ceiling fan and a Flyers banner in the back. I can't even use the ceiling fan, Ross, because it makes it look like my hat's spinning uh, on, on this podcast. I am a sweaty guy. Dude, so, like, I would do it anyway. I mean, <laughs> Char- you're, in, you're in South Carolina. Who oh, cares it's, if it makes it look like your hat's spinning, dude? It I, is not his balls in South Carolina. Oh, it's terrible. And I'm in what they call in, in down here the bonus room. And uh, it's above the garage, so of course that's the hottest part of the house. So um, yeah, but uh, the sacrifices I make for this podcast. Now I got to, I, I got to get Jay's interior designer down here to help me out here. Maybe if we have a little su- success playing fantasy this year, I'll be able to re overhaul this and get myself a nice fancy background. But th- th- this, I come as I am, Ross. I'm coming. At, uh, Kurt Cobain said it. Do 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 do. That's what I do. That's what I do on this podcast. Got it. Uh, Jason, thanks for coming on the show, man. Yeah, happy to be here. This, this is actually the best time of year uh, to join a podcast because right now you've got the people that are going to win the leagues. And in a couple weeks, you get the casuals coming in uh, who are they're just a little late. They're always a little late to the party. And the people listening right now, those are the ones that are like, oh, I get the extra info that they don't get. And they go on to win the leagues. It's a really good point. Um I'm curious before we, so what we've been doing the last couple of weeks is having analysts like yourself come on and tell us some of the guys they're higher on and lower on than the consensus or where they're going in some best ball drafts, which I love because it doesn't really make sense to just talk about what everybody agrees on, right? Like what, what, what's interesting and what derives value for me and our listeners is the people that you disagree with where they're being drafted right now. So uh, I love it. It's perfect timing. I have I do have one question before we dive into the players, though. How thankful are you, Jason, or how much does it make a difference to you that we will have preseason games, we'll have reporters at training camp? Does that get you excited? Do you feel like that gives you an edge, or did you think maybe you had an edge last year when there wasn't preseason games and we didn't really get very good reporting from training camps. You know, as much as we want to fluff up the information that we're watching for in, in preseason games, I, I, I don't believe it really uh, changed things one way or the other. An inside, uh, you know, it, because we had better information earlier, we didn't need the preseason, we got an edge, or because we're getting pre- – what, what matters to me is just that it's normal – it's, uh, you know, every, every the expectation for everyone in the world now is we get football this year. Whereas last year without the preseason, uh, I, I think a lot of the the casual leagues, the, uh, the work leagues, those type of things, they just didn't happen last year because there was so much going on. And then, I mean, they're not even playing preseason. We don't know. Is, is, is the ball going to get kicked off on time? And now it's like, this is just... This is just another NFL season. So I think the excitement and the joy is raised. I don't know that the edge is really any different. Well said. Let's dive into some of your guys that you're higher on and lower on. Uh, This is interesting because usually I I let the guests say it and then Joe jumps in and I might not 
have an opinion. Maybe I do. I have an opinion on the first guy. So let let me hear why you're higher on Amari Cooper than others. Yeah, uh, Amari Cooper is my wide receiver eight this year. I I think he is uh, screaming value right now because he's dropping outside of those first couple of rounds where you can load up on running backs and then grab, uh, you know, in the fourth round, um, a guy that I think is going to be wide receiver one. First of all, you've got the offense. Obviously, uh, the Dallas Cowboys, uh, I think, are that great fantasy team where you know they're going to throw the ball a lot. You don't believe they're going to have a great uh, defense. They're going to put up a lot of points. With Dak in tow, you know, you saw it, unfortunately, for too short a period of time last year. I think Dak was on pace for 7,000 yards or something uh, asinine because of the setup of the Cowboys. Um, And what's happened, obviously, is it's CeeDee Lamb. CeeDee Lamb has come to town. My favorite prospect last year, he looked great. And so now everyone wants the new hotness. And usually in fantasy, that's where I find an advantage is that the new hotness is not mutually exclusive of the vet also being awesome. But people tend to want to be more on uh, CeeDee Lamb than Amari Cooper. So I, I love Cooper's value this year. So the only point I'll make here is he had ankle surgery after the season. And yeah. it's it's like still bothering him. He's not going to be ready for the start of camp. Might go on PUP. And I, I, it just doesn't sound good to me. And Jay, he might end up being fine. And this might be overblown. But they usually try to downplay it when it's especially a star player's injury. I've got my I've got my look, I don't provide much value on this show, Jay. Okay. That's my former player radar antennas up like, eh, you know, a guy having ankle surgery in January, not being ready for training camp in, in August, having it irritated, something pop up. I'm a little bit I'm a little bit wondering what's going on there, Joe. Well, I mean, that's the the thing that needs to be monitored here is just the ankle because, um, as Jay mentioned, um, the new hotness, C.D. Lamb, he is routinely getting drafted ahead of Amari Cooper. Like, that is not something like, oh, oh, I can't believe I was in this draft and C.D. Lamb went ahead of Amari Cooper. That's like a fact now. Like, C.D. Lamb, I'm looking at some uh, some NFFC best ball tens data, wide receiver 12 over the last three weeks to wide receiver 16 for Amari Cooper. But Cooper's status has to be watched in training camp in the preseason. These are two good things when you have somebody with questions with injuries like Amari Cooper, because this is a super symbiotic relationship. He and Dak Prescott feed off of one another. In his career, Dak Prescott averages 307.5 passing yards per game in games with Amari Cooper. He averages 214.9 passing yards per game in in games without Amari Cooper. And Amari Cooper averages 16.6 fantasy points per game with Dak Prescott and 12.9 fantasy points per game with any other quarterback. So both of these guys should be happy the other one's back, but a a little bit surprising right now that I, I feel a little bit better about Prescott's status than I do about Cooper's status heading into um heading into training camp that is something again Ross you said we're two weeks away the Cowboys are actually one of the first teams to report because they're playing in the Hall of Fame game so we're going to keep a very close eye on Amari Cooper but overall if he's out there and practicing just at some point I don't need him out there the first week I don't even need him out there the second week but if he gets ramped up in August and it's like well he could have played in the preseason we chose not to I'm going to be okay drafting Amari Cooper because this is a guy 
over the first five games of the season last year with Dak Prescott in the lineup, he significantly out-targeted any Cowboy receiver. He had 52 targets from Prescott, uh, 37 with C.D. Lamb's number. Now, that doesn't mean C.D. Lamb hasn't progressed and gotten better, but I agree with Jason. This is a guy where you can get some value here. It is important to check on the status of that health, but on the flip side, that health might push his ADP down, and if he turns out being fine by midway through August, it's going to be a value pick. All right. So, Jay, let's get to the Bengals because you got a couple Bengals on your list. You've got Joe Mixon, you're higher on, but Jamar Chase, you're lower on. So, let's talk Bengals and you can talk both those guys at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I like the Bengals' uh, offense to a, a degree. I think that there is value to be had there for fantasy. You look at Joe Mixon, what he did before going down to injury last year. Um, once they got it together, you know, weeks three, four, five, six, he, he ended up being really great. Now you've got Giovanni Bernard gone. And while Giovanni Bernard was not like this great player that, uh, was just stealing everything away from Joe Mixon, he was, he was on the field. He was taking, you know, he was getting targets. And now I feel like he, Joe Mixon has no choice, but to be a true bell cow. And there just aren't that many of them out there because of the injuries of the past Joe Mixon is dicey I mean Joe Mixon is a common bust candidate because we've seen it before um because he's been injured before and so I I think that you know when I look at the ADP and where he's going uh versus the guaranteed workload that he's going to have to have um I there's there's no way that if he plays a full season he doesn't outproduce his value and this is a guy that we've seen do it it's not like we haven't seen him be a top 10 fantasy running back already. Um, the offensive line should be improved. Hopefully you have Joe Burrow for the whole season. And to start the season, Joe Burrow is probably going to be, uh, you know, when it comes to his legs and mobility and, you know, maybe he gets off to a slightly slow start, you're going to rely on the running game more. Um, so I like the value of Mixon. My, <laughs> on, on our show, I am, you know, the other two guys are just madly in love with Jamar Chase as the world is. Uh, I find myself always having to fight against that. Um, and really, it, it's not that I believe Jamar Chase is bad by any means. Uh, he's, he's great talent. Obviously, there's a reason he was picked number five overall. He's played, um, you know, all, already with this quarterback and, and everything looks great. The problem I have is I have been in drafts where he's going in the fifth round, where people are taking him as a as a, a locked and loaded guarantee and he could very well in his rookie season uh, for a slow start you know burrow coming back from injury he could very well be the third in targets i actually have him personally projected to be the third in targets on this team now there's there's plenty for him aj green had 104 targets last year did nothing with him i expect he he can do more but when i look at the wide receivers the rookie wide receivers and i can get Devonte smith late for free uh and you say okay what's the percentage chance that Devontae Smith or uh, Jamar Chase scores more fantasy points this year even if you believe it's Jamar Chase like it's it's a very close call um just based on you know the 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 market share that Devontae Smith is going to have uh, with you know no other wide receivers there of note um and the round disparity is is one of these guys I'm getting for free, and one of these guys I have to give up a really good veteran known commodity at wide receiver in in those in those rounds. Joe, 
Yeah, well, well, Joe. First and foremost, with Joe Mix, I'm gonna what I'm gonna do here is I'm gonna pull a, I'm gonna pull a Noel Gallagher. I'm gonna stand on the shoulders of giants uh, for for this one, and I'm gonna uh, use. Um, our guy Scott Barrett at, at Fantasy Points has a fantastic stat called XFP Expected Fantasy Points. So Joe Mixon in his six starts, first and foremost, if you're buying Joe Mixon, you're buying a discount here because the fantasy community hates Joe Mixon, does not like him at all. Oh, he's burned me in the past. He's been injured. You know, he's been terrible the last couple of years, and I understand that. You know, but maybe I was on the flip side. But anecdotally, in 2019, Joe Mixon was a league winner down the stretch. If you managed to weather the storm early in the campaign, and then in 2020, check this out: in Joe Mixon's six starts. He had 20 opportunities, 20 opportunities, 19 opportunities, 31 opportunities, 32 opportunities, and 21 opportunities. And and note, that's attempts plus targets. So that is massive usage last year. He was the RB11 in fantasy points per game. But by expected fantasy points, he had 19.2. Over that span, it was second behind just Christian McCaffrey and Dalvin Cook last year. So there was a massive role, and that was even with Giovanni Bernard in tow. So I am buying Joe Mixon in the second round. Uh, it's, It's an easy pick for me if I need a running back. As a matter of fact, I'm a little worried I have too much of Joe Mixon at this point. I'm starting to diversify in some of my best ball drafts, take a Najee Harris, Take a take a Stephon Diggs or a Calvin Ridley, you know, to to get into the wide receivers, to, uh, Darren Waller to get into the tight end position because I have so much Joe Mixon at cost because I think the opportunity is going to be there. I do want to push back a little bit on Jamar Chase only because I I do think he's really good. Borrowing once again from Scott Scott Barrett's expected fantasy points metric. Um, A.J. Green is leaving behind 104 targets. He averaged just 7.0 fantasy points per game on those 104 targets. But his expected fantasy points were 12.1. That was by far the biggest neg- negative differential, differential differential in the entire NFL. Ross, you and I have talked multiple times on this podcast about how god-awful A.J. Green was last year. Um, the numbers bear it out. And even if... Jamar Chase just gets average production and gets that 104 targets. He would have averaged 12.1 fantasy points per game, which would have ranked him roughly wide receiver 40 last year. I think he's better than that. Um, I, I mean, obviously the Bengals do too. They took him at number five overall. His ADP is wide receiver 25. The reason I think he's not super appealing at that price is because I think the Bengals are going to mix the ball around. And it's not necessarily the Devontae Smith relationship that I'm looking at. But I go down like 24, basically two full rounds in ADP, and Tyler Boyd's sitting there. And Tyler Boyd, his own teammate, is a seventh and eighth round pick. And this is somebody who, with Joe Burrow last year, and Burrow's 11 starts, Tyler Boyd averaged 16.2 fantasy points per game. That would have been the wide receiver 14 over the full season. He's being drafted as the wide receiver 36 right now. So, I mean, there is a massive value here. Um, I'm in all, I, I'll take all the Bengals receivers. I'm cool with them. But the guy I'm going to end up the most with is Tyler Boyd because he is so freaking cheap right now. And this is a guy who has produced at an elite level with Joe Burrow at quarter. Let, let me ask you real quick, Joe. Uh, yeah. Who do you think scores more fantasy points this year, T. Higgins or Jamar Chase? Chase. And I'm going to tell you, I'm looking at my projections right now, wide receiver 24 and wide receiver 26. So there is a serious hedge there. Uh, I have very difficult time separating those two. But I'm going to go with Chase just because I love the prospect profile. But again, you know, you're looking at T. Higgins. If Jamar Chase wasn't in town, T. Higgins would be a third-round pick. 
I mean, l- l- like with, with AJ Green vacating those targets. So there's value there as well. I mean, I like this team in general for fantasy, but when I like a team this much, I ge- generally gravitate towards the cheapest option, which is going to be Tyler Boyd. Jay, I don't know what kind of thoughts you have on T. Higgins vis-a-vis Jamar Chase. I'm interested to hear him. Uh, I, you know, we've got a bet on our show but between us, uh, me mm-hmm. and the other two guys. They're on the Chase side. I'm on the Higgins side. Um, I think the ball's going to be spread around pretty evenly. It's going to. I think they're all going to have a little bit of value. I agree with you. You take the cheapest option. I think the reason why Jamar Chase is so exciting and is the first one off the board is because of the unknown. The like, oh, what if he is an Odell Beckham rookie year sensation and just comes out and you know, I don't, I don't think you see a pathway forward for. Uh, for Tyler Boyd or even Higgins to be some top 10 wide receiver, uh, whereas people see that with Chase. But, I mean, this is a guy who didn't play football last year um, and is coming in. He's still a rookie. So uh, I figure this season, you know, two, three years down the road, I think this will be Jamar Chase's offense. I just don't think it happens rookie season. Yeah, I kind of lean towards you, Jason. Um, Missing a whole year. Uh, we'll see that that's a lot of time to have missed and we'll see with that offensive line and with Joe let's put it this way if I was on LinkedIn jobs right now and I was hiring I don't know if I'm loving Jamar Chase's resume as much with sitting out a whole year and I'm a Tyler Boyd guy I've always been a Tyler Boyd guy it does feel like people never really give him the credit he deserves Maybe we should all hire people like Tyler Boyd on LinkedIn jobs because they will help you hire the right person for your role. Did you know every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your first job for free at linkedin.com slash feast. That's linkedin.com slash feast to post your first job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thank goodness, by the way, for LinkedIn. Because my front page story, we just hired somebody and uh, we would not have been able to do it without LinkedIn. It is hard to hire people right now. All right, let's get to let's get to a guy. I think our guest last week didn't like him either. He he lives like a mile from where I'm sitting right now. Why do you not like Chase Edmonds as well? And you're an Arizona Cardinals guy, right, Jay? Yes, sir. I am here in the Valley. Uh, Chase Edmonds is someone that. Um, I think he's talented. He's electric. He's not who they want to be their primary running back. Like they just don't, they don't want him to handle the load. Um, they don't want him to be their goal line guy. And Cliff Kingsbury is not a great offensive coach. I know he was supposed to be, and he's touted as such, but you know, he, he's really, I, I, I don't think that he is as good as he's supposed to be. Uh, you look, I believe Chase Edmonds in his career has one carry inside the five. Um, they brought in James Conner, and he's going to be the guy with the new upgraded, you know, uh, Rodney Hudson at center, rushing the ball inside the five up through the middle. And so uh, barring an injury to James Conner, which granted is uh, known to happen from time <laughs> to time, um, I don't think Chase Edmonds is going to be what a lot of people are drafting him to be, which is some sensational running back who ends up with the 75% of the market share, I, I think he is flat out the backup back. He'll be on the field a lot. He'll catch some balls, which is valuable for fantasy. But again, this is a running back that's going like in the fifth round. And when I look at um, someone that I, I just don't believe he's going to get the utilization that fantasy managers are hoping uh, he gets, the, the wide receivers in rounds 
you know, in round five and round six, they're just astronomically better than a crapshoot, hopeful upside running back um, in, in Chase Edmonds. I'd rather take James Conner super late in the draft and, and get, you know, 85% of what you got from Kenyon Drake last year. But Kenyon Drake was a back of the first round pick, not an eighth, ninth, tenth round pick. So here's the thing with Connor, and I think zero RB enthusiasts are going to be all over James Connor this year because nobody wants James Connor. James Connor is a ninth, tenth round pick. Um, you know, he's he's had a lot of problems with injuries in his career. But again, this is like when we're talking the Jamar Chase argument, Kenyon Drake's leaving behind 264 touches. That is a lot. And Chase Edmonds has never had 100 carries in the season. Now, do I think Chase Edmonds is going to top that number this year? I do. Um, just because I, I think they, they chose Edmonds over Drake. Um, they brought in Connor on the cheap. I think Edmonds is going to get a bigger role than he's ever had. Um, the one thing about Edmonds, though, that I can't get now. Normally, I would be on the board with 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 saying we always talk ourselves into these uh, ascending runners. Oh, they, there's a big role coming, and we end up overdrafting them. I have started to see Chase Edmonds slip into the sixth round with regularity, and I don't really have a problem with that ADP. Now, that's where I've been drafting guys, wide receivers, like tight ends. I think you can dabble into Mark Andrews and Dallas Goddard there. Uh, we're talking you can get uh, Jalen Hurts, you know, Justin Herbert, Russell Wilson in that range. Quarterbacks are, are kind of fruitful there. And then, of course, wide receivers are super deep. So Chase Edmonds has landed in what J.J. Zacharyson has kind of dubbed the RB dead zone, uh, where he and, like, Mike Davis and Miles Gaskin are coming off the board. I don't know if that price is that ridiculous, though. Like, last year, Chase Edmonds was a top 36 weekly running back 11 times. Eight of those times, he was a top 24 running back. His current ADP, RB28. So in half of his games, he was he was a top 24 running back, and he's currently all coming off the board as RB28. Now, the problem was, and this, this would be the big argument, is of those eight games in which he finished as a top 24 PPR running back, only two of them came as a top 12 running back. So this was a guy who had much more of a floor than he did a ceiling. The question now becomes, does Chase Edmonds ascend to a place where he has a massive ceiling? I don't necessarily think so. I don't think Jason thinks so either. Um, but I'm not really sure he's being priced at his ceiling. I think his price is very fair right now. Um, it's not somebody I've gone out of my way to target, but he is going to catch the ball. Connor does have injury problems. I don't have a problem with somebody saying they prefer Connor, but this isn't like the big gap between running backs um, where there shouldn't be as big a gap as we've seen in years past. So I'm 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 a little less... I'm a little less likely to say Chase Edmonds is a bad pick than I am to say um, than I am to say I think he's just a fair pick given the caveats. Check him out on social media at Jason FFL. Obviously, he's got the great the fantasyfootballers.com, fantasy footballers podcast. So good to have you on, Jason. It's been a couple years. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Happy to be here and talk to you two. Have a good one. There he is, Jason Moore from the Fantasy Footballers. Love that and love the fact, Joe, that we get to announce three more best ball contestants. The last three next week. Here's the last three for this week. Made you guys wait till the end. Giancarlo Libertino. He's a new patron. Brian Bell did the Warby Parker home try-on kit. Robert Ober did the Warby Parker home try on kit so three down three more to go who wants in 
Who wants to go against me and Joe? We will find out this week and tell you the final three contestants on next week's episode. Other than that, I'm stuffed. We're done. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Feast podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker football podcast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mention DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. You got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, 109WITHIT. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, it doesn't always. Sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit. 